right. Good afternoon, and welcome everyone to this special presentation put on by SACPA. Today's uh, event is titled, Is the Road Bump Ahead Bumpy for Canadian Universities? My name is Taz Kassam, and I am the University of Lethbridge Students' Union President, and I will be your moderator this afternoon. Uh, if you can all please turn off your cell phones and or switch to vibrate, that would be great, um, just out of respect for today. Uh, this afternoon's lunch is available at the cost of $10 uh, in the baskets on the table. If you can please delegate someone at each of your respective tables to count the funds um, prior to SACPA collecting it, that would be great. So SACPA is a volunteer nonprofit organization and relies on the contributions of members and session attendees to continue its work. So thank you for supporting SACPA. We'd also like to thank the University of Lethbridge for supporting and distributing their notices for today's uh, series. Also, um, Country Kitchen Catering for providing a wonderful lunch. Shaw TV for broadcasting the presentation, which can be seen on Sundays at 4.30 p.m. And the Lethbridge Herald for covering all of SACPA's events. This afternoon's presentation by Dr. Mann uh, will be approximately 25 to 30 minutes, followed by lunch and a question period, and we'll finish at approximately 1.30 p.m. So Dr. Mann was installed as the sixth president and vice chancellor for the University of Lethbridge uh, this past year. He's an accomplished physical education researcher. Dr. Mann uh, holds a PhD in education from the University of North Carolina on, at Chapel Hill, a master's in science physical education from the University of Alberta, and a bachelor of physical education from the University of Manitoba. So as mentioned, today's presentation is titled, Is the Road Ahead Bumpy for Canadian Universities? As a result of the changing demographics, enrollment rates have ex um, excuse me, are expected to drop in Canada, Canada soon. And unless universities find a way to fill the gap, the future may see a lot more empty seats in our classrooms. Many universities are looking to expand uh, their campuses and programs. So while these de demographics may impact university enrollment, increasing gender inequality is certain to have a lasting effect on universities. As now, uh, men now represent 42% of our total enrollment rates. With their higher dropout rate rates means that they will represent an even lower proportion of graduates. In terms of higher education, it is women who are attending post-secondary education in comparison to young men. So Dr. Mann will explain how these statistics are likely to affect the University of Lethbridge, as well as some possible remedies. So with that, please help me in welcoming Dr. Mann to the stage. <clears throat> Well, thank you, Taz, and uh, good afternoon, everyone. It's wonderful to be here, and uh, I've uh, been really looking forward to this uh, talk for the last while. I have uh, had a few different opportunities uh, over the last number of months to uh, uh, present at service clubs and uh, to various groups, but I've really look been looking forward to uh, making a presentation to SACPA. I think uh, it's a terrific organization that... Uh, creates opportunities in Lethbridge to uh, speak uh, and, and ask questions on topics that are of relevance not only to Lethbridge and southern Alberta but beyond. And certainly today I think uh, the topic that I've been asked to talk about is one that has relevance uh, to North America and beyond. And so what I've, what I've done is um, thought about this question certainly from the perspective of gender but also as it relates to other issues related to um, the changing nature of the population of Canada and southern Alberta. And so I guess I'll start off by saying that uh, one of the, the realities is that uh, 
The University of Lethbridge uh, started its uh, first day on a bumpy road. It was uh, a university that was created as a result of some tremendous work on behalf of the community. Some of you uh, uh, here today were very involved in quite instrumental in, in uh, the university being what it is today. And, but it was not an easy road in getting that university approved, in getting that university, our university, located on the west banks of uh, the Old Man River and in, in seeing the university prosper to uh, where it is today. As we think back about the history of the University of Lethbridge, we know that in the mid-70s, um, many people call this the, the, one of the darkest periods uh, of the university uh, when enrollments were declining and there was some real question as to uh, whether or not the university would survive. In fact, Leslie Lavers, our uh, longtime registrar this morning, told me that there was discussion about whether or not uh, the um, beautiful uh, new building should be used to house potatoes at one point in time. And uh, thankfully, it, uh, it, was never, it never came to that. Into the mid-'80s, uh, we also had challenges at the U of L, and in the mid-'90s, we had some financial challenges. And indeed, today, uh, our budget challenges uh, have reemerged because of the realities of the, the economic landscape in Alberta. So um, I would argue that there has always been an ebb and flow of bumpiness for the University of Lethbridge, as there has been for other universities in Canada. And the challenge for universities is to figure out how to respond to the bumpiness and to uh, continue to be creative about moving forward. And so we are on the, I would say, on the edge of, of some new challenges as a university. And, and uh, certainly some of those new challenges uh, very much relate to uh, the demographic realities, and I'm going to talk about that um, uh, in a little bit. And so as I arrived on campus, one of the things that I was really pleased to see and learn about was the extent to which uh, the UofL was already thinking quite strategically about where it had been and where uh, it needed to go. And so there was a very uh, well-put-together strategic plan that was uh, put in place for uh, 2009 to 2013. Uh, Bill Cade and, and uh, his uh, team had done a, a tremendous job in uh, doing a, a collaborative and consultative process in, in looking at what the future uh, uh, seemed to, to hold and how best to address that future, and had also put together a very important uh, strategic enrollment management group that, that has started to look at a number of issues related to things like recruitment, retention, completion and satisfaction, student engagement, how we relate to Campus Alberta, and the like. So there's been a lot of work done on this question of how to deal with the bumpiness. But there is no question that there's a changing landscape, and that changing landscape is undeniable. Uh, the, the demographic trends that we know are coming are not going away, and so we have to be very realistic about what that means uh, for our future. We have an aging population. We have growing diversity in our communities. We have the gender issue that Taz uh, referred to. And we have migration and immigration within the context of Alberta and Southern Alberta. So I'm going to talk about those four topics uh, briefly and hopefully not get the hook because I've gone too long, so I will try and stick to, to my time. So first of all, I'd like to talk about um, our aging uh, population uh, in Canada and, and more specifically in, in Southern Alberta. We all know that this is a reality. 
And this reality is uh, one that uh, it, it hasn't snuck up on us, I would say. In fact, we've been talking about this for quite a while. When I started uh, as a professor in the late 80s uh, and teaching to some extent uh, in the area of aging, there was also already a lot of work being done uh, considering what, uh, what the issues were with respect to our aging population and how best to deal with them. And so this graph shows that uh, from... You know, the, the prediction is from that from 2009 to 2019, we will see an increase in terms of the number of adults in um, that older adult uh, population. We know that the population of 18 to 34-year-olds is shrinking, and we know that the population of uh, 55 and older is growing. And we know that that is not going to change unless all of a sudden all of the young people in Canada one day wake up and decide they're going to have five kids rather than the 1.8 that we're predicting, uh, we are going to see this decline. And uh, most of the evidence would suggest there's not going to be this marvelous increase in, in babies in Canada from the 1.8 to the 5. Uh, and if I chatted with my three kids, I think they would affirm that uh, they're not planning on having five each. Though I came from a family of five and would love to see that. I don't think I'll see it. So we are going to see a changing landscape. We also are seeing uh, changes in, in uh, migration patterns. And so unfortunately, uh, southern Alberta and Lethbridge over the last uh, number of years has had a systematic out-migration in terms of the number of people uh, living in this area. And in fact, when you look at the data, the only areas in Alberta which have not had systematic out-migration are Edmonton, Red Deer, and Calgary. And so that is a reality of the population. And the trend, I've, I've looked at the trend line over the last 10 years, and it's been quite consistent, except in Lethbridge for 2007 for some reason. So I'm not sure what happened in 2007. And I'd like, if anybody can tell me later on, that'd be great to know. But, but we do know that it's a reality. So the question is, what does it mean? How do we address the issue of, of uh, growing, growing older adult population? And, you know, this is a very critical question for us because it is a reality in terms of the number of individuals that we will have to potentially recruit uh, for, for um, our student population. The Penny Building is a terrific example of some of the things that we've begun to think about in terms of how to address the changing nature of, of the population that we deal with. We see in the Penny Building an opportunity to bring... Uh, learning experiences for a diverse population downtown. And so while we're still trying to find the money to do some of the renovations we have planned for the Penny Building, ultimately we see the opportunity in that building to create uh, opportunities for older adults, for learners that are already in the workforce, etc. I'll talk about what we've done in Calgary and Edmonton as an example a little later, and we see the Penny Building as an opportunity to do some of what we've done in Edmonton and Calgary. We also see, uh, moving forward, the importance of, of collaborating with other partners uh, to uh, address some of the opportunities for older adults. As it relates to our northern campuses in Calgary and Edmonton, this has been a real success story. Uh, over the last couple of years, our population on those two campuses has increased by about 30%. 
The interesting thing is one of the reasons they, those uh, um, campuses have grown is because we focused on a very different population of learners. We focused on the working adult that's already in the workforce that doesn't have a university degree but that wants to come back and pursue a university deg- degree. Some of them may have college degrees. Many of them are actually immigrants from outside of Canada that have come ca- to Canada and see the importance and value of, of uh, learning opportunities. And so the Calgary and Edmonton campuses, and in particular the Cal- Calgary campus, is exploding. We just uh, moved into a new location in Calgary in the, uh, at Bow Valley in downtown Calgary, and we see this partnership with Bow Valley and ultimately with Olds College in Athabasca as a tremendous opportunity to expand uh, experiences for that population of adults. Going back to, to the Penny Building, we see those kind of opportunities uh, being provided by the Penny Building to offer experiences for individuals in, in downtown Lethbridge. The other thing that we know that we need to do is look at our curriculum and see how our curriculum addresses the issues and uh, challenges of the day and into the future. So this is a a picture of our brand new simulation lab, which is in the the, uh, Markin building that we just opened this fall. And this uh, is uh, the sort of latest and greatest technology and teaching practices for nursing students and others. Uh, It enables our students to have clinical experiences uh, in a simulated fashion uh, to provide them with with things that they might not get were it not for the opportunity for simulation. We know that with an aging population, uh, professions like nursing, addictions counseling, kinesiology, those professions that uh, provide opportunities and address issues related to an aging uh, person and population are things that we need to look at. We're also looking, for example, at at the uh, a collaborative model between health sciences, the faculties of health sciences and management, to look at a potential uh, degree in healthcare administration. I was just actually meeting with the uh, president of Alberta Health Services yesterday in Edmonton, and he spoke to the importance of of the growing challenge of having enough people to work in healthcare administration, and that this is a, a real opportunity for the University of Lethbridge uh, in the years to come. Our graduate program is another way to address the the changing nature of the uh, population. In 2010, we have had uh, about 526 students. We're projecting over the next uh, couple of years to increase that by maybe up to as many as 100 students, so to go from about 6.3 to 7.5%. And ultimately, we see the U of L having about 10% of its student population being uh, graduate students. This is one way to address the changing needs of of the economy in terms of the need for more and more highly educated individuals. It's also a different population uh, to recruit to the University of Lethbridge in addition to undergraduate students. So these are just some of the examples and ways that we see ourselves addressing the changing nature of um, of the population from an aging perspective. As it relates to diversity, we also know, as I said at the outset, that Alberta is becoming a more diverse province. Um, By 2019, Alberta is projected to have 14.3% of its population from outside of Canada. And so this is a population that is changing rapidly. 
We also know that the most significantly uh, increasing population in Canada is that of the uh, First Nations, Métis and Inuit population, the Aboriginal uh, population. And so this graph shows you that this is one of the few groups in Canada where the um, population is in fact uh, growing. And when we think about that 18 to 34 uh, age group, that cohort, there is a significant chunk of individuals already in that cohort, but that cohort will be increasing. It is absolutely critical that we determine how best to address that, that population and their needs as it relates to education and post-secondary education. The good news is that the University of Lethbridge has a long history of, of uh, working to address challenges and issues related to this population. We have the first Department of uh, Native American Studies in Canada. We have uh, programs that have been offered across campus, uh, including in management, nursing, and education. We've had some outstanding successes in this area. But what we know we need to do more. So, in fact, we've just embarked on developing an overarching strategy for the University of Lethbridge in terms of how to address the First Nations uh, population so that we can be even more welcoming and create more opportunities for students to come onto our campus. We are also looking at, at how to create a First Nations gathering center for campus so that this is a visible, uh, welcoming um, location for uh, First Nations students that wish to come to our campus. And the population is also changing from a disability perspective. And this is an area of expertise that I've worked in for a number of years. But we know that the population of students at the U L is changing. We uh, have seen a tremendous growth in terms of the number of students that come to campus that have some level of disability, whether it be a learning disability or a physical disability. Our need to create access for students has uh, really gone through the roof, to be honest. And so one of the challenges we have in the future is how do we address the needs of, of students with disabilities in terms of test taking, in terms of learning strategies, in terms of access into our buildings. And how do we uh, continue to do that into the future? We need to work more closely with the schools who are, have a tremendous expertise in this area, and we need to look at collabor collaborative models in this area. And I think I skipped over one slide, but it was just a title slide. Then there is the issue of gender that, uh, that Taz talked about. And this, um, this slide is sort of a, a, a terrific illustration of the reality of the, the uh, changing nature of the population of students on campus. So at the U of L at present, about 57% of our, our students are women and uh, the rest men. This has actually been a trend that we've seen for the last 10 to 13 years. And so this is not something that is new for us. And in fact, uh, from the very get-go, the University of Lethbridge has typically had more men than women on campus. This may be a result, especially historically, of, of um, uh, the, the fact that in the early years, education was one of our most significant programs, and, and we know that there tends to be a gender bias in terms of uh, students that enter different uh, areas, and certainly education and nursing are, are programs that have traditionally had more women enter than men. But it is a reality, and it is uh, something that uh, we as uh, a university need to address. Now, I'm not going to make the mistake that my very good friend Indira Samarasekara made when asked the question of how she was going to address this at the U of A. She said, I'm going to be the champion of young white men. 
And uh, she got a lot of pushback uh, from various groups on campus at the University of Alberta. She did happen to say that, you know, given her own cultural background and the fact that she was a woman who fought through the challenges of going into engineering and being successful, that she thought she had the credibility to be a champion for young white men. I think I have less credibility on that front, given... (laughs) the obvious nature of who I am, but I do think that it is an issue that we have to grapple with as we think about how do we ensure that universities and colleges are attractive to both women and men and create opportunities for women and men to see themselves in various areas. And so we need to look at at what kinds of programs we offer on campus that are attractive to both genders. We need to think about how do we make, for example, math, science, and skilled trades more uh, visible and enticing for women because they're very underrepresented in those areas. Similarly, we have to look at how can we make different uh, programs that have traditionally not been seen by, by the males uh, as something that they're interested in. And so a great example at the UofL is a campaign that ran called Men in Nursing that was, in fact, very successful and uh, was uh, held up by the Association of Universities and Colleges in Canada as a bold and important direction for universities to take to present different career paths as important career paths for both men and women. And I know my wife over here, who's an elementary school teacher, will tell you that on the the side of education, elementary education is, is dying to have uh, young men go into uh, being teachers in the in the K to six uh, area because there are so few that do, and so there are so there are just not the same number of role models that provide a diversity of modeling uh, both in ter- men and women in the classroom. And so various uh, disciplines have challenges as as it relates to uh, to the issue of gender. But certainly as a university, we need to think about how we create opportunities for students to see themselves in the various uh, experiences that we provide. Part of what we need to do is we need to get to students before they ever come in the door into our our campuses. We need to get into the high schools. We need to get into elementary and junior high schools and provide students with with exposure to post-secondary, both college and university, and the opportunities and, and experiences that they provide. We also need to do creative things, and the U of L has done some terrific things in terms of different programs that we offer: our, our science programs in the summer, our sports camp in the summer, that bring kids onto campus and help them see that campuses are not cold and hard, heartless places, but they're actually fun places to be. To see, to have our, our uh, university students work with young kids, so that young kids see these university students as role models that they want to aspire to. So there are a lot of different ways that we can we can create opportunities for young people to see colleges and universities as as opportunities. And so uh, just, I think, next week or the week after, I'm going to be down in McGrath speaking to uh, a group of high school students. Uh, Before Christmas, I was at LCI. And I think I see this as one of my roles, is to try and and communicate to young people about the value of post-secondary education. And lastly, migration. And certainly... Um, We know, as I said, that Canada is a changing country. 
I personally think this is a very, very positive thing. I think diversifying our population enables us to have a culturally diverse population, which is of tremendous benefit to all of us. It's also, from an economic standpoint, given the, uh, the uh, demographic challenges of Canada, very important for our country to continue to diversify. And so when we look at uh, uh, numbers like this, we see that um, the number of international students coming to, the, to Canada has increased or this one, sorry, is for Alberta. We also know that the number of temporary foreign workers that have uh, entered Alberta has significantly increased uh, in, in Alberta. And both of these populations provides an opportunity for people to come to our province to see what a beautiful province we have and to think about staying. And certainly, if you talk to uh, those in various sectors that employ temporary foreign workers, they'll tell you that they are some of the best workers that they employ, but they'll also tell you some of the challenges of, of keeping some of those folks in the province. And so this is a, a challenge in the future for employment and immigration. So... In the end, what does all this mean for the University of Lethbridge and for post-secondary education, I would say, in some ways in general? Well, I think one of the things that it means is that the University of Lethbridge in particular has to continue to, to build from a reputational perspective so that uh, not only people in southern Alberta and Alberta, but people right around Canada and beyond see the University of Lethbridge as a destination university. This will be something that we're working on quite uh, fiercely in the future, I would say. It is certainly enabled by some of the, the uh, data and rankings that have come out over the last uh, few years. Uh, the fact that this year we were ranked number four, number four of 22 primarily undergraduate universities in Canada helps significantly in terms of positioning the University of Lethbridge. Our research uh, by Research InfoSource has been highly ranked, uh, which is uh, a reputational enabler for us and various um, opportunities that we've had to position the University of Lethbridge in different contexts, I think, provides us the opportunity to position the U of L as a destination university. At present, 70% of our students, or a little more, come from outside of Lethbridge. Uh, over 30% of our students come from Calgary. This is our reality. This is not something that is, is coming upon us. It's actually something that we've been grappling with for uh, a number of years. But that reality will continue to change and become more significant. Uh, the fact that Mount Royal College is now Mount Royal University in Calgary will have an impact on us. The fact that the demographic changes I've just talked about uh, will continue to uh, uh, unfold, will, have a cha will challenge us. And so we will need to be more creative. We will need to be more aggressive. We will need to be less Canadian and more, um, I would say, non-Canadian in terms of how aggressive and how forward-looking we are in terms of uh, recruiting students. We can no longer be the polite Canadians that hope that somebody comes to the University of Lethbridge. We're going to have to get out there and, and uh, convince uh, folks to come to the University of Lethbridge. And one of the things that um, we see ourselves doing is doing this in collaboration with, with those in the community of Lethbridge. We, we think that there's a real opportunity to position the city of Lethbridge as a learning city, as an academic city. 
we at the University of Lethbridge see ourselves as, as having the opportunity to take the lead on that front, to work with Lethbridge College, with the Chamber, with uh, Economic Development and others to, to position uh, Lethbridge in this way. We see this as, as not only an enabler for the University of Lethbridge and the College and others, but also for the city. When you think about the fact that the University of Lethbridge is probably, arguably, the largest employer in the city, and if, if not you know, sec- a very close second. It's very important for this city that the University of Lethbridge is a thriving university that is continuing to attract students from all walks of life to Lethbridge and to southern Alberta. So, so I guess in closing, what I would say uh, is that the road, as I said at the start, has always been bumpy, but the fun of the bumpiness is uh, part of why I took this challenge on. Um, it's like going down a, a, a dirt road uh, in the, the back uh, country. Uh, you know, if it was a nice, easy, paved road, there wouldn't be a lot of fun in going down that road. And so this bumpy road, I think, is an exciting challenge for us at the University of Lethbridge and for folks in Lethbridge. Uh, I'm really excited about um, how we can position the U of L in the future and how we can use some of the challenges that we're faced with as opportunities to uh, push into new uh, environments in, in Alberta, Canada, and beyond. And so uh, it's been fun to talk about this topic because it's something that I think about daily. So with that, I'll uh, say thank you very much for uh, enabling me to, to uh, present to you today. Uh, I look forward to the questions. I hope there are some very challenging, piercing questions. I've heard there, there always are from this group. So I've, I've come prepared to, uh, to listen to challenging and piercing questions. So thank you.